0: What's up, Print Hustlers? Bruce from Printavo. Welcome to another Print Hustlers Printavo podcast episode. Um, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm Bruce, your host. We've got Stephen Farrick from Campus Inc., our co-host. And we've got two very special guests today with us. One all the way in over in New Zealand, one all the way over in Los Angeles. We've got Rum Walia and Mike Mogul from Supercolor. Thanks guys for joining us.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, good to be here.
0: Supercolor. First, just what is it and how did you guys create the business?
1: Supercolor is a hybrid transfer, which um, enables people to screen print lots of, or print transfer lots of colors onto garments, items, caps, all of that sort of thing. We started off the business about five years ago. I'm a screen printer and an embroiderer. And we were playing around with it, trying to get it going in my shop, and my, my business partner kind of Bill in New Zealand, he managed to combine a, a digital print with a traditional screen print, which gave us a great transfer. We started selling it to a whole lot of other people um, in and around New Zealand. Some of my Australian friends that I knew, they said, oh, we want to get on on that. Can we buy that? And so we started selling it to them. And it sort of mushroomed out from there. It really was a company that was born out of a, I suppose, I'm um, being a screen printer, like all of our other customers are in America and New Zealand, all that sort of thing. It was because I needed to buy the transfer and sort of simplify my life.
2: That's amazing.
3: That's amazing. And Rum, how did you get involved with it? Tell
2: us about yourself. I have my shop here in LA, and um, and at the time I was using Printavo with uh, with Bruce and Company and running my business out here where we specialized in heat applied products, and we were printing our own transfers and uh, making patches and very specialized um, products for heat application, and we had a common person who knew us, um, and that person was in Hong Kong, and he decided that he was going to make an introduction to Mike and myself, and one day Mike just walked through my door, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And, um, and, and that's how it all started, but we, we, we sat down, and we started talking about, um, you know, what we were both doing, and I guess, you know, the, the type of transfer that Supercolor is, is it's, it's really the holy grail of transfers, And um, at that time, uh, my partner and I, we were trying to create the same exact type of product. We were a few millimeters off, which in this world is everything. And um, Mike just pulled it out, pulled out a super color transfer out of his bag and he put it on the table and he says, look, uh, we've made it. It's done. What do you want to do now? And so at that point, I was like, well, you know, I'd like to join the party, so let's do this. And um, that's how we teamed up um, to bring Supercolor to the U.S. That's kind of uh, how it all went down.
3: That's awesome. So, like, Mike, had you, Michael, had you already started Supercolor, and then, or were you still ideating on like the whole concept of it? Tell us about that when you brought it to Rum. No, so,
1: so by the time I got to Rome, we've um, been making it for probably three and a half years. Um, We'd gotten a lot of bugs out of the system. We'd, we'd gotten better machinery. We'd really got to like the process quite dialed in. And I'd go to trade shows like ISS a lot, and um, a lot of the American shows and that. And every time we went to a, the shows, you would see where the gaps were in the market and there was no product that existed like SuperColumn. I used to go home and tell my wife, I'm like, we're gonna go to America, I'm gonna set up a business over there. And she's like, you're dreaming, nobody does that. We sat down, we convinced our business partners at the time that um, it was a, a good look. I committed us to some machinery. And I said, look, if we don't go to America, then, you know, we can use these machines somewhere else. Don't worry about it. I think that was August two years ago. And then we we sort of floated up, saw rum. We thought we were pretty good at the transfer, but, like, if I look back now at the thing that we were making back then, it probably wasn't the same as what we're making now. What's been really interesting is the delivery aspect of SuperColor is the most interesting thing for screen printers because if you deliver in seven days or eight days or ten days, you can't help somebody help their customers. It's never an option for a screen printing shop. I mean, like, Stephen, your screen printing shop, what's your lead time normally? A week, five days? A week, and that's why I got Three, it, same day, same day shipping. Yeah, yeah that's it, and, um, and so I suppose when we started shipping to Australia, we we would make the transfer, the order had come in on Monday, we would ship on Tuesday, they'd have it on Wednesday. So that was the whole model that we sort of built it around. It was, it was the speed to market, and what it did is it fitted in with people who had businesses like yours and mine and all of that because it meant that I could still maintain five days. All other transfer companies aren't like that. They've they've got proofing processes, and they've got other processes and layers and layers, and they've got complex pricing models. And so it's just a a difficult thing. So it never ended up. So people would buy DTG machines. They'd buy EcoSol machines. They'd buy a whole lot of other sort of like equipment like that. And it's interesting because like if you run a screen print shop and you've got SuperColor, it just helps you put better work on your screen printing machines because some of the tricky technical stuff you can just super color off, you know, with lots of colors, lots of fades, technical garments, all of that sort of stuff. So it was such a good story. And meeting Rum was just such an awesome, awesome thing. And Marcella, they pretty much gave us a turnkey shop. You know, they said, we've got some room in the other end of our building. You could take that. And Rum helped us out with all the regulatory things. I think it took us about half an hour to get a bank account you know? And, um, only in America. <laughs> only in America, right? And in um, and, and a and way we went. And I, I came up for sort of five weeks at the start and I've been in and out ever since and I'm really enjoying it. America's The market in America is a beautiful thing. New Zealand we've got five million people so we don't have customers. You guys have just got customers after customers after customers that are just waiting for people to sell them super color.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about the process of creating and like why your, why your transfers are better? And how you came across that
1: secret sauce? In my company, Embroidery Works, we'd been making water-based transfers for um, probably three or four years before SuperColor. New Zealand's a short-run market. So we do 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all day long. And so somebody would come in and they'd want to transfer for sort of, I don't know, 20 units, and they want six colors in it. And my guys would spend all day printing that. And so... In my travels, I found some of the ingredients for what is SuperColor now and I'd bring them back and we'd try them out and we couldn't get the, the, the two layers to line up. The difficulty is the digital to line up with the screen printing part and getting it to happen regularly because the tolerances are quite fine. Um, and Bill's an old school screen printer and him and his screen printer, Jason, they they just ended up being very good at sort of making that work. And at the start, it was a very manual process. And then later on, it became a lot more of an automatic process. It's a water-based transfer. It's a, it's a traditional transfer in that sense. Like the Europeans use it on a lot of their soccer shirts and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't skimp. We make a, it's, it's got a lot of layers in it. So it's got a lot of thickness. So that's why it washes so well. And it's very robust in the wash. Um, it's not like a plastile transfer because it's fully cured. And so when you hit it with a heat press, it doesn't melt again. It's cured so it doesn't lose its opacity. So if somebody's pressing it and they make a mistake or the transfer doesn't stick, they can just go back and hit it as many times as they like, and it'll never change color. It's soft. It's got a really good tensile strength. It's a proper old-school transfer with a with a, with a new spin on it.
0: Got it. Got That's you. really
3: interesting.
1: So, so could a, you know,
3: like someone's listening at home, and they, like, for instance, we have a Roland VG540 54-inch, and I hate doing printable heat transfer because I can never get my cut lines right. And I just, I hate it. Are you guys then uh, using like transfer paper and then screen printing an underbase and then digitally doing something on top? Like if you could say, can you tell us a little bit about that, that, that process? I don't think I'm going to be able it's, to pull it off in my shop. It's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, a little, it's, a, it's a little bit of a black box, but like we take the mylar that we used and we, we digitally print that. And then we go and then we... Screen print backers. We screen print whites and we screen print the glues on the back. And gotcha. it's a, it's a layered process, right? So it's it's one colour at a time. So we spend a lot of time sort of like screen printing whites and and glues. It's, there's a little bit more to it than that, but like it's um it's it's sort of something that we haven't sort of we don't we don't let people in our shop. We we don't sort of take them around. The level of machinery that we're that we had to purchase to get it to the level that it was, it hasn't been a cheap exercise. It's I suppose enabled us to make it as inexpensive as it is because we've we've got the prices pretty dull so then like
3: rum when when you started this in like the states now did you think it was going to be what it was were you like i'll go to a couple trade shows like what was your mindset going into all this like it'll be a side hustle talk to us about that
2: when it first happened there was a lot of talk about me um shutting down my shop and not being able to do anything else but super color because I just knew in my heart and in my mind that it was going to be a huge thing. It was going to be a massive success. Just because of my background in heat applied products, I was printing water-based transfers. I knew how hard it was to make. Um, We were doing large runs, short runs, everything. And then, you know, when you're in the pursuit of something and then it's finally there and you can see it, you just kind of know the writings on the wall that this is actually going to happen now. Um, what I understood at that point was, is that it was all about the execution, that if I could put the right marketing plan in place and get the best people around me, we were going to be able to make a big splash in the States. For me, it's not so much about what a great product it is. That That is there. Um, for us, um, we look at Supercolor as an experience more than anything. And we want to make sure we deliver the best experience to people, whether that's our customers, our employees, our vendors, our partners, anyone that's really involved with us, we wanna make sure that we um, leave a positive um, energy and and a really great experience in terms of how they use them. You know, The experience for us starts when you first see the brand, but it continues to when you press it, to when you wear it, to when you feel it, and how it makes you feel just about being a part of it. And so that's what it was all really about for me was how could I, articulate that and translate that into, into our market over here. And, um, you know, that just really just came organically for me because I love the product.
0: Sure. How, what were some of the growth challenges in LA and, and bring the product over? Cause honestly, I've seen Supercolor around a lot on the Facebook groups. I mean, you guys sponsored print kind of last year. A lot of people that I know that saw you there started using you very heavily. I'm assuming on the back end there's been just good good problems and keeping up with that growth?
2: First and foremost, um, in any business, it's always about the people. We wanted to surround ourselves with the absolute best people. So finding those people, it, it took us some time. We made some hires that didn't always work out well. It was a very painful lesson.
0: Well, like uh, on the sales or account management? Oh,
2: You know, uh, just, I'm on the production printing side, mm-hmm. um, you know ironically the product sells itself you know and it, it, it like you guys said it, it was like you know it just caught on fire and after that like you know just coming to your to the Printavo conference that was like the thing that was the you know we just catapulted from there we just had such a great bounce from that event because you have a captive audience of people that understand printing decorating branding And when you put something in front of those type of people and you say, here's an excellent product, this is why it works. It's the Swiss army knife of branding or decorating, and you can use it for just about anything to fill in the gaps um, in your business. Those people, they got it. So we took off from there. The real challenge for us was living up to the expectation of the experience we wanted to deliver. And so that meant that if we tell you that we're going to ship next day, we better ship next day. It, nobody really cares if your machines are down or you're low on sure. uh, mylar or ink or any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Nobody has any real compassion for your struggle <laughs> because you said you <laughs> could do it, so we've, you better do it.
1: <laughs> you, know,
2: you know, the equipment is great and the materials are awesome, but it's the people that make the difference in what we do. And so that we finally kind of clicked maybe like eight, nine months into it. And we started like really assembling, uh, our crew. I would say that like late last November, um, October, that's when like, we really started to feel the magic in terms of everything starting to come together. And then after we went to ISS, it was just like, boom, at the start of the year, it was like like a rocket. Yeah. How did you you find the right people
0: there? Because that's always oh. a tricky thing with every business.
2: At first, we were looking in all the same places everybody looks. You know, you're trying to find people that have experience doing certain things, and you're trying to convert them into what you do. And, you know, there's some similarities. You know, we're screen printing at the end of the day in, in part of our process, but your typical screen printer is not going to be able to do everything that we do. Now, there's a lot of unlearning that needs to take place and relearning that and training that needs to happen with us. But just in like things like your shipping department, we were trying to find people who had experience in shipping, but that wasn't really what we needed. We found success in the fast food industry. People that weren't mm-hmm. successful or were working in the fast food industry were tremendous at um, uh, working under pressure. They're looking at screens on the wall. They know what order is next and what goes with what, and the burger's out first, but the fries come out later but the two go together into a package and then they need to go out. And so when we started finding those type of people that were, oh, I get this. It's not the same thing, but it's the same concept. That was like click number one. That was the first thing that kind of like went off. And then you just start trying to fill the other positions in the same way. We are not afraid of the fact that there are going to be people that we hire that don't have experience doing what we do because for us, it's a blank canvas. And if you're a printer, you love a blank canvas, so. Wow, so you
3: make a lot of parallels to the food industry, which I think are very relevant in our industry. Mike, Like one of the early things you talked about was speed. And for me as a a printer, you guys are on the West Coast, we're four days of ground shipping, if we were to UPS ground something. But if I order something today it could be here by tuesday wednesday talk to us about why you were so crazy about speed and the challenges around that because you burn some cash just shipping quickly but you guys make it a very easy threshold to say oh yeah it's ten dollars whatever second day talk to us a little bit about that because That, I think, is something very special that you might have just went over a little too quickly. At at the end
1: of the day, when you enter a new market with a new product, everybody discovers exactly and can make the other product, and you get competitors and all that sort of carry-on. The difference between, I suppose, us and our sustainability is all about that speed, and it's all about working with pace. We got it earlier on in New Zealand, and we had to because we had some Australian people that were really pushing us hard to get the speed. And so what happened is it put a whole lot of pressure on our business, and then we had to adapt and work out how to, how to do that. Once it had sort of clicked that we have worked out how to do that. So in your screenshot, you don't run it empty, right? You've got, you've got five days, six days, you've got a pipeline of work and sitting in front of you, correct? Yeah. And so one of the scariest things of Supercolor New Zealand in the early days is like, um, they'd go home and there's no pipeline. It's gone. They've shipped it, right? So there's no forward work sitting in any of the queues. And then what would happen is tomorrow morning some work could arrive and we'd start printing it. And then at the end of the day, it's all gone again. And it was funny because like our turnover was a little bit lumpy in the early days because we didn't quite have enough customers, but it was lumpy not because they were doing a bad job or things were holding up. It was just that they were emptying it every single day. Touching on what Rum was saying before, right? When we went to LA, LA's like, it's the second thing, right? And you think you know what you're doing, but, and we, we, we replicated machineries, processes, um, software, you know, like everything. And it didn't work like New Zealand did at the start. And we're like, what did we do wrong? Everything's the same. You know, <laughs> like you, you walk around and, it, and it's like it's exactly the same. And I'm, I'm sitting there and me and Rambo talked about it a lot. And it's like, man, we totally forgot about the people. Yeah, and, um, Getting Uh-oh. people to work. And so it's like a kitchen. And so when you go to a restaurant, there's a whole lot of dudes in a kitchen that are doing things. And a screen printing shop is not normally like that. Screen printing shop is you've got some guys in the office. You know, you've got your pre-press guys, you've got your screen printing guys, you've got your unpacking guys and all that sort of thing. So with SuperColor, we're making a, a quite a, I suppose, a simple product and it's like a kitchen. Orders come in, they make them in a hurry and then they ship them out and they clean it out at the end of the day. When they go home, they clean the kitchen down and then they walk out. And getting people to understand that they came from a screen printing background in America was probably kind of challenging. Would you agree with that,
2: Rob? Yeah, no, for sure. for sure. But there's another component to this and uh, with the speed. And number one, we all know about the Amazon effects, so and we don't really have to dive into that too much. But, um, you know, people want their product now. And we also knew if we were going to win the hearts of screen printers that traditionally didn't like transfers because they either didn't feel right, they didn't have a good hand, or they were hard to deal with or hard to work with because of... Uh, you know, the nature of pressing, we knew that we had to eliminate some of the obstacles one by one. And one of them was speed, because if you're a screen printer, you, you know, you can you can load up on your wheel and you can you can on your carousel and you can do a number of shirts quickly within a certain amount of time. And so we needed to make sure that the the product a got to them quickly so that if it got through them by the fourth or fifth or sixth day and it, there wasn't enough time for them to press several garments that it would lose in in their mind in that in that sense and then the other thing was it had to be quick to press so 10 seconds 12 seconds and it had to be fairly goof proof in in terms of you know like anybody could do it you could literally train a person and have them start pressing super color right away and so the speed became the thing that we we really wanted to emphasize but you know you got to have quality and all of those other things like those are like just yeah, you know foregone conclusions good. but the speed is really the thing that that we 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 really focus on a lot
3: so like you know print shops are obviously managing their pipeline and at a certain point we push jobs back or whatever the fact that every day you could wake up and you could have a thousand jobs in the like you were zero how do you guys manage that so that it doesn't Get out of control meaning when everyone watches this the next day you guys might get blown up with with transfers hopefully right but like how because i go into my shop every day and i can see it i can visualize it but like it's like you're walking this something blind and then you're expected to just do it on a dime and with the same precision and quality and all that how do you manage that on a day-to-day without losing so what,
1: sleep? what makes it difficult for us is the longer run trades for jobs 2,000, 5,000, 3,000, and especially in the bigger formats. The way that we manage that is like, well, we might massage those jobs around, but the jobs that are so like 90% of all of the jobs that go through Supercolor, 20s, 50s, 80s, hundreds, 200s, our, our our average invoice would probably be what, run 40 units, 50 units? Yeah, somewhere around there. You know, because if, about- if you think about the stuff, Stephen, that you don't want to screen print, what do you what do you not want to put up on your carousel? anything 10 under 50 colored. pieces more than 4 or 5 colors yeah there you go right <laughs> and so if you use super color what that does is that helps you extend your carousel efficiency but what we're getting in terms of super colors we're getting the stuff that you don't want to print which is normally smaller shorter runs now we're okay with that because that's our model that's how if you look at if if we logged in and looked at our dashboard right now and looked at all of the jobs that were sitting in there it's all short punchy runs you know? And again, there, there are some longer ones. We, we got a little bit slammed this week um, with some bigger runs, which we had to sort of move around in. We've, we've got a few more machines in New Zealand, and we've got some more machines coming for the USA shortly. As the demand goes up, we're going to resource it, we're going to put more machines in, we're going to put more sites in. We're, um, we're, we're working on our second site in the USA now. It's a tough thing, but when you're committed to it, that's how you've got to manage it. And every single day, the conversations are all around. Is this stuff going out? Are we Are we meeting our expectations? are we making sure that the people that we're not meeting our expectations on when we're communicating with?
3: And and- what was funny about this is I didn't even know we were going to interview you guys. And I was like, we did, a, we did something that I absolutely didn't want to, um, screen print, but literally it was two full color sleeves. I mean, we're talking, it would have been seven or eight color sim process and like a 10 color sim process job on like 150 items where it was like, this sounds awful. But we were able to get like the streetwear look. The transfers felt amazing. It was like the butterfly one, if you guys saw it. I'll have to send a a picture of it. I wasn't scared of selling it. Like a customer came to us and said, I want this, this, and this, and this. And I said, all right, they're going to be 65 bucks. And they said, okay. And I'm like, sweet. And don't get me wrong. That was a big order with you guys on transfers. But I had no issue doing it because I just, I felt confident in it. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing for me to get over was knowing that we could start offering it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's
2: but you know that's that's really interesting. You, you say that because people are sometimes a little bit shy um, to to give us their most complex jobs, but we welcome that. That's like the thing that we, we we're hungry for. We're like, give us your hardest job, let's print it for you, and then let's see how it goes. And in our first year, you know, you're, you're trying to make you know, you're trying to make some great connections in terms of bringing people on and and earning their trust. And that was how Mike and I did it. We're like, send us your artwork, we'll print it. It doesn't matter how complicated it is. Free floating text, no problem. We can print as small as one millimeter, unlimited colors, unlimited gradients. I don't know how many times I must have said that in a day, but ultimately that's the thing that really like um, one people over is that we were able to take those very complex designs and, and guide them into how to press them onto the garments to get a really great finish. You guys have talked about a
0: couple different uh, locations. You just said that you're expanding a couple places in the U.S. Obviously, you've got Australia, New Zealand. You talked about U.K. I mean, are you able to say, you know, the scale of maybe how many transfers are you guys doing now? I don't know, in a month.
1: I honestly don't know, but I do know that we're now, I think the largest user... Of the raw materials for our process, and then um, pretty much the world. New Zealand probably makes twelve thousand a day rum. You're probably making ten thousand a day. The UK is probably doing about three thousand a day at the moment. It depends on the mix and it depends on the size of the transfer as well. Getting it's getting pretty big. It's getting yeah. it's getting it's, a lot bigger is, than
3: I. Yeah.
0: Are,
1: is your team weeding everything too? Like. No. No. no.
3: Okay.
0: no, no I
2: was gonna say my hands are just no. thinking about that. <laughs> It's about you know, it's uh,
0: almost a million a month, rough rough numbers.
2: Yeah. And it and it's growing it's it's growing really really um, really quickly. Absolutely no weeding. Just to clarify that you know it's um that's that's where the whole screen printing process comes into place and um, you know allows sense. us to make them quickly.
3: Yeah. How, Sweet.
2: How,
0: so what about on the education side? How do you help shops be able to use transfers to drive more sales? Right? Or is it an efficiency thing where it's like, nah, we don't really want to screen print this. We'll use heat transfers.
2: There's so many ways to attack it. I think that if you're talking specifically about a screen print shop, then I'll, I'll let Mike answer that first. And then I can tell you how other people can inter-
1: incorporate it into their business. One of the fascinating things about Printavo, Bruce, is like you guys are helping shops organize and save time. And ultimately, the one thing that most people don't value in their screen printing business is time, their time, or their employees' time. They look at the cost of things. They look at the cost of, I don't know, super They look at the cost of inks. They look at the cost of emulsions. And they, but they never really attack that time piece. You're selling time-saving, you know, like you organize a shop and then all of a sudden you pull a whole lot of chaos out of the thing and then you make something a little bit easier. And so super color is a similar thing, right? Because all the screen printing shops and all of the branding shops in the world have gaps in their equipment. And so you might have two screen printing carousels but then you might have a heat press. And so there's jobs that you're not going to want to put on those carousels because you can only go up to eight colors, or then you've got to go to a simulator process. Then you super color. You might have an embroidery shop where you only embroider and you've got customers that are sitting there and they're saying to you, oh, you know, we want to print this on the back, we've got to ship it to the guy down the road. So that can you can extend the capability of the shop quite easily by a cheap heat press and some super color. The DTG guys, like once you get over sort of like 20 or 30 units on a larger area, Supercolor is way more cost competitive and it's quicker to print. And so what this does is this basically just helps people save time and start being able to do things efficiently, making sure that they're not sort of wasting time on just dealing with the machinery that they've got. So that's And that's a bit of the Swiss Army knife of things that we were talking about before, right? Like depending on what your shop format looks like will depend entirely on how super color fits into your shop and then you get the fanatics, like we are at Embroidery Works a little bit and like some of our customers, they don't want screen printing anymore, right? It's a one color white print on a t-shirt and they're like, oh no, no, don't screen print that. Can you super color that? Mm. And it's like, you know, and um, that that really surprised me because I didn't see that one coming. To to give you an Mm. idea about Embroidery Works, I've got, I used to have, before COVID I used to have around about 90 employees. We run M&R, M&R the color, 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 and r 14-color, 10-color, 6-color, and manual machines. I've got 68 embroidery heads, and we've got probably half a dozen people who are on heat presses. And wow. we run through around about 200, 250 jobs a day. We know what the chaos in a normal screen print, branding, embroidery shop looks like. And mm-hmm. if you haven't got that under control, it's chaos. And this this helped us simplify and start doing more economic things. Cool.
3: Recently, um Because of masks, have you guys seen an insurgence of of the smaller transfers with people doing them on masks?
2: We have. What we did was is we introduced uh, a new size and a new transfer code specifically for masks. Um, One was two and a half by two and a half. The other one was Uh, 1.5 by four. And uh, originally, when we first made the transfer, it was designed as a promo transfer because the first masks that came out were like the Bella Canvas variety that were not really intended for reuse and then we had to change the chemistry of our of our transfer to uh of supercolor to basically um last a little bit longer so now the the version that we have is a limited wash transfer because everybody from like all made to port authority that are making these masks they all tell you that you know after 15 20 uh washes you should be discarding the mask and so we made the chemistry of the transfer to be the same we have seen a, a big pickup of that but what what is really interesting is that it's not the biggest part of our business. It's still the same, um, same super color that everybody's been buying. Um, and um, that's been really interesting to us is that you know people are continuing to buy it, press it. Um, we're seeing a big surge in the crafter market um, where you have these Uh, One person shops out of their home or their garage or whatever, and then now they're adding heat presses because they feel empowered with Supercolor to be able to brand from anywhere. And just going back to what Mike was saying, Supercolor is, is a technical solution for complex problems. And what we allow people to do is to say yes to their customers. There are a lot of different types of garments and products that are very difficult to decorate through embroidery and through screen printing. And what Supercolor allows them to do is to um, attack those garments and decorate them in a very clean way. Take leggings, for instance, um, that have a lot of stretch or caps that you wanna go over the seam of a cap. Um, If you're an embroidery shop and you only have um, embroidery but you wanna get into printing, you can just go out and get a heat press in Supercolor and you can brand from anywhere. If you're a screen print shop and you're at capacity, and you don't have any more room or any more space. You can go get a couple of heat presses, stick them in the corner, and with Supercolor, you can start branding from right there. So, you know, what we've been able to do is 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 give people more bandwidth and more opportunities to decorate the things that they either haven't been able to do or always wanted to do. And I think that that's really where the power of Supercolor comes into place for you know people that are in our space. That's awesome. What do you guys think the growth is next? Where are you guys investing in? We just in the New Zealand market released our um, uh, our metallic transfer, which we're very excited about um, bringing to the states. Um, usually, you know, we, we use New Zealand, Australia um, as as a test market for the U.S. and and the U.K. But that's what's coming next from us is you'll start to see um, specialty supercolor transfers coming your way soon.
1: That's, That's awesome. Metallics, metallics of fluoros. Um, yeah. Yeah. I
2: wasn't going to give that one away, but since you already did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it you was leaked.
0: Well, yeah. We've, the all the, uh, we've yeah, taken all sweet. the secret sauce and the future. Yeah.
2: Well, Simical and I, Fluorescence will be coming um, later this year. So. And
3: I'll tell you one thing that I, I really took from you guys is when we met at the trade show, you gave every single person there a pack of transfers and you know it's hard to say i do that with all my customers as well but like you put it in our hands we loved mm-hmm. it and then you made it as easy as a couple of clicks to order it and i think that just goes to show like you know the product is going to sell itself but that experience that you guys have created that's what's what's doing it and to be frank i have not heard a single person say a bad thing about you guys in, in some of the bigger shops that are normally doing incredibly hard you know printing are like no no we're just going to get the super color transfers. so that's just amazing amazing to you guys and congrats on on all the success and you know Thank hopefully you. Uh, at the next print hustlers when that's uh, in person we're gonna have you all there <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: you, uh,
2: for sure <laughs> for sure you know for for us a super color experience has to be has to be a simple one we want to take the complexity complex uh complexity out of uh, out of transfers in general or branding in general. So everything from ordering to pressing has to be simple. And that's really where our focus is. How do we make it easy for everybody?
0: That's awesome, guys. Well, really appreciate you guys spending time with us today. We love just featuring you know companies that we see that are really doing something unique. You guys are pushing the limits here. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Supercolor, definitely take a look. It's S-U-P-A and then color and just Google it. It'll pop right up and you guys can be able to grab samples and and order them. Um, But I don't think you'll be disappointed or else uh, we'll give you Roman Mike's email.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but Uh, thanks so
0: much for spending time with us guys. It's been awesome.
1: Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much.